Okay, welcome to tonight's special edition of Nightly Halacha. Nightly Halacha is a presentation of the Weiss Entertainment Network, 613 on your dial, from Studio B. Um, tonight's shir um, will be said, Lozeka Nishmas Esther Tika Bas Yishai, was my, was Elishava's mother, um, was Yorza is actually tomorrow night. Uh, also, t- tonight's learning should be Lezeka Nishmasa, should be Ma'ala the Nishama through, through our, our learning. Uh, tonight's shir will have two parts to it. Um, n- number one, we're going to discuss the concept of Hallel in general and, and Hanukkah specifically, and, and whether women are obligated to say Hallel. Um, the second part of the shir will be some little bit different insights into the Yontav of Hanukkah uh, to give us just a little sense of, of, of what we need to do, what we should be thinking about, how we should be, how we should be prepared. So I, I want to start off with a Mishnah Baruch, um, which is based on a halacha that the Shulchan Aruch says, halacha the Shulchan Aruch. In Simen Tav Reishayin, the Shulchan Aruch says the following, Riboy Hasuda Shemar Ben Bahem, so, so the, the Shulchan Aruch says that on Hanukkah, if you want to have a Seuda, right, we know everybody makes Hanukkah parties, but there is no actual mitzvah to have a Seuda on Hanukkah. Shulchan Aruch says that Hanukkah was not established as a yontif, a, a, a celebratory yontif through festive meals. And the Ramah says, The the Ramah writes, he says, says, we shouldn't reject completely the concept of a su'uda on on Hanukkah, because the he quotes in the Medrash, uh, which who says that the Mishkan was actually completed on the 25th day of Kislev, and, and, and that's called what we call Chanukah Samizbeach, the dedication of the Mizbeach. Even though they didn't they didn't fully establish the Mishkan till Chodesh Nisan, but already in Chafei. So the Medrash says that 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 Chafei Kislev was told again, it's metaphorical, that, that although today is not going to be your day that we're going to recognize the dedication of the Mishkan, but in the future, Chafei Kislev will be a day of significance. And we're going to see that later uh, at, at the end of this year, what that's referring to. Okay. And then the Ramah mentions the Minog of eating some milk on, on, on Shavuos, uh, uh, Rashi at the beginning in, on and Masech Shabbos quotes the story of Yehudis, who she killed the the, gen, the, the Greek general by by um, giving him cheese and milk, mm-hmm. and therefore and therefore he, he quotes the minog that was supposed to have some form of dairy foods. Okay, however, however, the Shulchan Aruch frames it that that having a seuda, and even the Ramah says it's not a chiyav, it's not purim. On purim, you have to have a seuda. On Hanukkah. It's it's questionable. So now, why is that? Uh, uh, so, so there's two questions here. Question number one, so what is the celebration of Hanukkah? Question number two, uh, how do we maybe turn it in, into some kind of a seuda? And question number three would be, 
Why? Why shouldn't we have a Seuta on Hanukkah? So writes the Mishnah Bru. It's it's Simon Toprashain Sifpes. He says, Shalokabum the Mishnah. So right away he answers the question is what is Hanukkah? Ella Lahalel Ulahodos. It's a day of Hallel, a day of praise to Hashem and thanks. Thanksgiving, right? No, no pun intended. Venira Hatam. So writes the Mishnah. Why is that? The Mishabur says, why is it that it's not like Purim? So he says, he says, what happened to Purim? So who was Haman? Haman was Hitler. Hitler was at, Haman was, was out to Lahashmid the He was out to destroy the entire existence of the Jewish people. And, and it, it made no it made no difference whether or not they you know they gave in, they they became subservient to it made no difference. Haman was at Haman was Hitler. Haman was going to destroy all, all the Jewish people. And, and, and in fact, he was out to destroy anybody that had any any anything. Me, meaning even any identification for Jewish people, um, you know, that's that was gone. So since the attack of Purim, the Shabur says was a physical attack, it was it was an attack to destroy our bodies, to get rid of us, to 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 commit uh you know, to completely to have a, to create a Holocaust. So the way we celebrate that is with a physical act. And what's the physical act on Purim? We have a suuda. However, he says, Masha Enkain, the said Antiochus, Shaloba Zaraleim Laharok Ulahashmid, Rat Saros Ushmados. He says, You want to know, you want to know about Antiochus? What was his goal? His goal wasn't to, to, to physically eradicate the Jewish people. That wasn't his interest. His interest was they had a religion that was called Hellenism, and his his and he was a missionary, and, and, and he was a he was a missionary like the Christians were in the Middle Ages. And he was out to get everyone to keep this religion. So therefore, therefore, what would happen? He was out to destroy the rich. So had the Jewish people said, you know, you know what? All good, no problem. We'll be Hellenists. You know what Antios would have said? Welcome to my home. Come in my home. Let's sit down together. Let's have coffee together. Let's have lattes together. You're part of our group. You're it. You're, you're, you're the whole story. So that wasn't a reality on Purim. On Purim, it was, it was goodbye. So Achishverosh was, was really a missionizing religion that he was trying to get all the Jewish people to keep. And had we given in, Chas Shalom, then, then everything, everything about it would have been okay. He would have been okay with us. He had no problems with us. So therefore, so therefore, continues the Mishnah Brewer. So therefore, how do we celebrate our victory? So he says, lo kavun, ela lahalel, ulahodos 
that therefore the establishment of, of Hanukkah was for Hallel to sing praise and to thank Hashem. Kolomar, Kevan Shehem Ratzel Lemnoa Osana Mizel Lichpor Vedato Chas Vesholom. Since they wanted us to not keep our religion, Ube Ezraso Yispara Lo Lo Ifiku Zmanam Vegabra Yadena Lekach Anumodem Umeshabchim Lo Al Shehayalana Lelohim Velo Azabnam Yavodaso. So, so therefore, because it was a spiritual attack, it was an attack against the Jewish people and our religion and the Torah, we celebrate it with a spiritual response. Haman was out to destroy the physical Jewish people. We, we, we celebrate Purim with a physical response. Hanukkah, we celebrate with a spiritual response. With that said, as the Ramah points out, there's still a need to have al Suda. And so the Shulchan Aruch, the Ramah continues in that simon, he says, how, so what do you do at the Suda? How do you make it a Hanukkah Suda versus a Purim Suda? He says he's supposed to sing Zmiros Vesishpachos. You're supposed to sing songs of Hallel at your Hanukkah meal and that and to, to indicate that that's the emphasis more than the Suda as opposed to Purim where the emphasis is the Suda. Okay. So we're left with a definition of the Yontav of Hanukkah as a, a definition of Hallel. It's a day that we say Hallel. In fact, in fact, the Gemara tells us in Mesechas Arachin, Daf Yud, Dama Rabbi Yochanan, Meshum Rabbi Shimon Ben Yehud Sadak, Shmona Asar Yom, Shehayachid Gomer Bahem Asahalo. Outside of Eretz Yisrael, there are 18 days that we say a full halo. If you live, in, if you live where we live, it's 21 days. And what are they? Shmona Yemei Achav, the eight days of Sukkot. Shmona Yemei Chanukah, the eight days of Chanukah. Beyond the Rishon Shal Pesach, beyond the Rishon Shal Atzeres, right? Over Gola Esrim Ve'Echad, right? And he says, outside of Eretz Yisrael, it's twenty-one days. Oh, so now, so the question now becomes, just a little bit understanding is, how come now, now on on Sukkot we say a full halal every day of Sukkot, on Pesach we only say the first two days. So what is the determining factor in establishing a day? to say a full halal. So, so the Gemara asks, what's the difference between Sukkot and Pesach? So, so why is it that on Pesach, it's only the first two days, and on, and on Sukkot, it's, it's all the days? So the Gemara says, One of the criterion of saying halal is that there was a, a different korban for each day. On Sukkot, each day had its own special korban. On Pesach, they gave the same korban Musaf all, all the seven days of Pesach. So therefore, we only say halal on the first day in Eretz Yisrael and the first day outside of, of Eretz Yisrael. Now, so that's criterion one. The korbanos have to change. And therefore, we would say it each day. Now, it doesn't help us with Hanukkah, as we'll get to soon. Uh, number two. Oh, so then the question is, why don't we say halal on Shabbos? So the Gemara gives us the second criterion. Shabbos, the Chalukah, the Korban Lema. So the Gemara answers, Loikri Moe. Shabbos is not a Moe. Shabbos is not a Yanta. Although in Gemara land, Shabbos is in Seder Moe, because it, it, it's, it's a definition of a time. But Shabbos is not, when the Torah says, Mikra E Kodesh, Elehe Moadam, it's, it's Pesach, Shavuah, Sukkot, Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur. But we don't say for different reasons. Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. So we have criterion one: it has to have special korbanos. 
criterion two, it has to be called a moed. So, uh, and then the Gemara says Rosh Chodesh, which is called a moed. It's included in the in the in the group. So the third criterion is Isser Malacha. So so you have you have three criterions of saying halo. Number one, it has to be called a moed, a yantif. Number two, it has to be a day of Isser Malacha. And three, um, it, ha- it has to have a Seder Korbanos. Oh, so now what do you do with Hanukkah? Hanukkah is not a Moed. Hanukkah is not a day of Isser Malacha, although, although there is a, there is a, there is a minhag, a strong minhag, uh, that, that women aren't supposed to do uh, heavy types of, of labor or work during the time that the candles are burning. Um, the, um, and uh, the, the post can write that, that that halacha should be kept very strongly. Like that's not the time to be doing uh, heavy labor. Um, but nonetheless, in terms of Issa Malacha, other than Shabbos, there's no day of Hanukkah that we can't get into a car. So, so it does, it's not called a Moe because not the Torah happened uh, to, you know, many, many hundreds of years after the Torah was given, uh, a millennium after the Torah was given. It, it's not a day of Issa Malacha and there is no Korbanus. So why, so why do we say Halal on Hanukkah? Uh, so the Gemara says, Gemara already suggests an answer. The Ha Hanukkah, the Lohachi, the Lohachi, so Hanukkah, which doesn't fit into any definition of the criterion of saying Hallel. So why do we say it? The Ka'amar Mishum Nisa. So, so the Gemara says, but there was one thing that, ha- that Hanukkah had that maybe that Sukkot doesn't necessarily have is um, the miracles. There, there were two miracles of Hanukkah. It was the miracle of the war and the miracle of the oil. So that, that alone is a reason for that reason, Hanukkah is, is, was, was set up as the days of Hallel. So although it doesn't fit into the three-pronged criterion, but, but so, so to speak, the Gemara gave a fourth criterion. If it was a day that, that we, we celebrate a miracle, a clear miracle that happened on that day, so that, then that's also a day of celebrating, of celebrating and saying Hallel. Now, so then, then the Gemara asked the question, and what about Purim? Purim is clearly a miracle. So the Gemara gives three answers, three, three famous answers. So it, it's, it's here in Arafen, it's also Gemara Megillah, Daf Yidal. The three answers are, number one, we don't say Hallel for a miracle that happened outside of Eretz Yisrael. Um, and then the Gemara asks, what about Pesach? So the, so, so the Gemara says that, t- that before they came to Eretz Yisrael, before the Jewish people came to Eretz Yisrael, everybody was allowed to say halal. So any place a miracle would have happened, we would say halal. Once, once the Jewish people came to Eretz Yisrael, so then these rules went into effect. That you can't say halal on a miracle that happened outside of Eretz Yisrael. Uh, the second thing the Gemara says, and I'm pouring, we were still servants to, to Ahasuerosh, and in halal we say that we are hallelujah, hallelujah, avdei Hashem, that we, uh, we, we, we serve uh, we serve Hashem, not Achashveros. And the third statement is that that the reading of the Megillah itself is in the replacement of Halal. Uh, there, there is a discussion in the Me'iri, um, in Masechus Megillah, about, let's say you don't have a Megillah. Should you say Halal in place of the Megillah? Um, it's an interesting discussion, because the Gemara calls reading the Megillah Halal 
does it act, is it actually a replacement of it, or is this a symbolic replacement of it? It's a discussion in the Me'iri and Masechus Megillah. Okay, so we've established a criterion for saying hollow. Writes the Beis Yosef. Now, so, so, so the Beis Yosef sheds a little more insight into this. The Beis Yosef, Rabbi Yosef Karo, so uh, Rabbi Yosef Karo wrote two major things, oh, three major things. Uh, one is a commentary on the Rambam, um, I think it's the Magin Mishnah, or uh, I don't remember if it's the Magin Mishnah or the Lecha Mishnah, one of them. Uh, um, the second thing, the second thing he wrote is the Beis Yosef, which is a commentary on the Tor Shulchan Aruch. The Tor was the first person to divide Shulchan Aruch into four parts. Anyway, the Beis Yosef wrote a commentary on him, and of course, the Beis Yosef, Rabbi Yosef Karo, wrote wrote the uh, Shulchan Aruch. Of course, there's a famous legend about Rabbi Yosef Karo that he had a chavrusa with a malach that he learned together with a malach. Now, as Rabbi, as Rabbi Beryl Wine always points out, it doesn't matter if it's true or not. The fact is they say that about him, not about us. It says a lot about who he was. Anyway, in Orachayim Simon Tafresh Pei Gimel, this is what he writes. He says a very interesting insight into this discussion. He says, All of the days of Hanukkah, Gomrem Esahalim, and he quotes the our Gemara uh, in Erech. Unbelievable statement, he says. He says, every day of Hanukkah, we light a different candle. So the number of candles that I light to, on the second day is not the same as the first day. And the number of candles on the third or the fourth or the fifth day is not the same as the day before. He says, what does that sound like? It sounds like Sukkot. On Sukkot, there were 14 parim on the first day and 13 on the second day on the, and 12 on the, on the third day. He says there is a direct parallel in procedure uh, from Hanukkah to Sukkot. So in the same way that we recite Hallel, as the Gemara had said, so you see what the Beis Yosef is saying is that Hanukkah actually fits into the criterion that it has different korbanos. He says, what's the korban of Hanukkah? The Neros. So he says that just like Sukkot, each day had its own korban, and therefore each day required you to say Hallel. Hanukkah, each day has separate candles, so therefore we, we have to say Hallel. Now, 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 I want to point out that the famous machlokas between Beishamai and Beishilo, uh, probably, in my opinion, the most famous machlokas between Beishamai and Beishilo. Beishamai says that we light eight candles on the first night in seven, six, five. Beishilo says what we do, one, two, three, four, five. We always pass in like Beishilo. Now, the Gemara asked the question, what, what's, what's Pshad in Beishamai? Why did he say light eight candles on the first and seven on the second? So he, said, he says, Keneged pare achag. He says that it represents the Korbanos of Sukkot. So here, here the Beis Yosef connects Hanukkah to Sukkot. And, and if you look at it through the prism of Beis Shammai, Beis Shammai says that Hanukkah and Sukkot are, are, are a direct parallel. Now it's interesting um, it, it, uh, It's interesting to point out that the Gemara says in Sukkah that why do we sit in a Sukkah? Zecher kavod. It's, a, um, it's to remind us of the Ananea Kavod. Now, where the, the clouds of glory that protected us when we were in the desert. Now, the, now very interesting, the Gemara and Tanis, we just had in the Dafyomi about two or three days ago, the Gemara said that why do we have the Ananea Kavod? In the merit of Aaron 
that and, and it says when he died, uh, then it became in the merit of Mo, Moshe as well. But but the bottom line was that that it was in the merit of Aaron Akoi. This the, we sit in the sukkah in the merit of Aaron in the merit of what Aaron Akoi brought to the Jewish people, which was the Ananea Kabo. Bishamai says. We light candles because of that Ananekabo, that eternal symbol that Hashem protects the Jewish people. And that's what the Ananekabo symbolizes, and that's why we sit in the sukkah. So, <clears throat> so that connection to sukkah is pretty, is pretty deep. Uh, I have, there's a lot more to say on that topic, it's not for tonight's year, but I just wanted to point out that the Beis Yosef says you have this direct parallel. Different number of korbanos on sukkahs, different number of candles on Hanukkah, and 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 therefore it was, it, it's very it's very significant, and that's why he says, and that's where the hollow comes in. So so what the Beis Yosef is really saying is that Hanukkah actually meets one of the three criterion because it's parallel to the concept of, of the korbanos. The otam, acher, and then he then he gives another reason. Lefish shehanes nischadesh b'chol yom. He says that the miracle of Hanukkah was each day. Each day was another miracle, right? The first day, uh, there was enough. But then the second day, it burned the second day. Miracle A. Third day, miracle B, etc., etc. Uh, we're not going to discuss now why we celebrate eight days and not seven days. But assuming that day one was a miracle as well, maybe for the war. Um, but, but each day has a separate entity because each day was a new miracle. <clears throat> so, so that's the second reason the Beis Yosef says that we say Hallelujah. So this one is a little harder to, to kind of understand. Uh, if you look at, the, he says, you look at the Kriya Satora on Hanukkah. So I mentioned at the beginning of the Shir that the, Mish, the Medrash, that the Mishkan was, was, was actually completed on on Chafei Kislev. Uh, so, and the Medrash says that Hashem is going to make it up to him in the future. And that's what we're talking about here. Now, now, now it says, so uh, each day of Hanukkah, we read the Nasi of the day. We start with, the, on the first day of Hanukkah, we read the Nasi of Nachshom and Aminadav. Yehuda went first. It was they gave the korbanos when they dedicated the Mishkan in the order of how they camped in the desert. Uh, so he says, so each day had its, had its own korban. Again, back to that parallel to the Gemara, where since we're reading the Nasiim and each of them gave a set, their own korban each day, and each day was considered special. Sarah Ligmorahala al korbanosav. Vein roy lachadish kriya below kriya sahala. It says, interesting, he says, he says that we that the laning works together um, with with Kriya Sahala. So just uh, just to kind of review what we said, in case it got a little lost in the, the back and forth. The the halacha is that the Gemara established the criterion for saying halal is three parts. Number one has to be called a moed. Number two, it has to be a day where we don't do malach, we don't do muksa, we don't do, it's like Shabbos and Yontem. The third is it has to have a special korban. Uh, so then, and then we said, number two, Hanukkah, because of, of the miracles. Um, and then then we, the, and then the third, and then we said that the Beis Yosef tried to fit it into the model by saying that the symbol of each night having a separate candle is like the concept of each, of each day having a separate korban. And therefore we say, Hallel each and every day of Hanukkah, or it's compared to the Nisiyim, or, 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 or parallels to the miracle. Okay, so now, 
what so so we really established that on, on these 21 days outside of Eretz Israel and 18 days in Eretz Israel, there is a halacha to say hala. Now, now halacha versus minah. When is there a minah to say hala? On Rosh Chodesh. That's a separate discussion from, from tonight. Now, if it's a halacha to say hala and it's locked into a time, so therefore it's called, it should theoretically be called what? A mitzvah asay shazman grama. It should be a mitzvah that's time dependent. Now, what is the halacha of a mitzvah asay shazman grama? The halacha of a mitzvah asay uh, shazman grama means nashem peturos. Women are not obligated. Uh, in fact, in fact, there is, so the question is, does that apply to Hanukkah as well? Now, so, so it could be in general, women are plotted from saying halal on Yantav. Again, doesn't mean they shouldn't. just means they're not obligated. Um, but now, what does that apply? Now, now why should Hanukkah be different? Because we, we, have, we have a rule, tikkun derabanan ke'en doraisa, that when the rabbis establish halachos, they parallel it and they use the same rubric as a mitzvah in the Torah. So, so why, why should that be different? So, so the, the answer is, it is that there's 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 something about Hanukkah. The Gemara says that Nashim Chayavas Beneros Hanukkah. Why? Because they were also saved in the miracle, and that's where the story of Yehudis comes in, where she where she helped the Jewish people by killing the Greek general by feeding him milk, and that's why we have the minah to eat milk. Ah, so if we say Neros Hanukkah, if we say that women are obligated in Hanukkah candles because they're part of the miracle, so wait. So now, and, and now that we just discussed that the saying of Hallel is tied in to the lighting of candles, so maybe then women should, on Hanukkah should, should be higher to say Hallel. So that's a question that I want to deal with for the next few minutes. So we have a Mishnah and Sukkah. It says, Misha ya o isha o katan, makrin Mishnah says that if a person does not know how to say halal, if a man does not know how to say halal, and his wife does know how to say halal, so his wife should say it, say every word out loud, and he should repeat every word, every word out loud. Or if you have, or if it could be your child, or or whoever, anyone who's capable of reciting halal, and you can. And the Mishnah does not, uh, we're not against this now, but the Mishnah does not speak favorably of such a person who never taught himself how to say halal. Now, Tosa says the following. Now, so notice it says that a woman says halal and he repeats it. Now, wait one second. If a woman is chayev, if a woman is obligated to say halal, then, then what should we say? He doesn't have to do anything. He just has to answer amen. He could, she could say the whole halal for him, and then he answers whatever he has to answer. At the proper times, and that's it. But we don't say that. We say that, that she says the words and he repeats it. So Mashrakan, the Isha Petura Mihala the Sukis, the Khenda Saras. Mishum the the uh the Vitama Mishum the Mitzas Shazman Gramahi Afa. So he says that on Sukis and on Shavuas, a woman is not obligated to say halal because it's a mitzvah that has a set time. And women are not obligated in mitzvahs to have a set time. But then he says like this, Even though 
Bidalakosos, Umistama lo tiknu dalakosos, el kede lomar leam halal la gada, shani hala de pesa, dalanespa, the af he ma yuga oso anes, avakan lo alanesoma. Tosus says very clearly that there is a difference between saying halal on Sukkot and Shavuos and halal at the Seder. At the Seder, why do we say halal? So we know women are obligated to drink four cups of wine. Why? Back to my reason. The same reason that women are, are obligated to light Hanukkah candles is even though it's a mitzvah, even though it's a mitzvah that is time dependent, nonetheless, because they were also saved, so they're obligated. So Shavuos and Sukkot is not related to a miracle. It's a tikkun, it was a takana, it's a machokas rishonim, whether it's the rice or the rabbanon, but, but um, it's a takana to say, Hallow on those days. Nothing to do with the miracles of those days. But Pesach at the Seder is Arba Kosos and Al Seder and Hallow. Hallow is an essential part of the Seder. And women, women are obligated to say Hallow at the Seder in the same way that they are obligated uh, to say, to say, um, the same way that they're obligated to say, to drink the four cups of wine. Uh, so now, so now it sounds like if from that tosus that a woman should be obligated to say halal on Hanukkah. Because if the whole reason is if a woman is included in Hanukkah because they were part of the miracle, and tosus clearly says that if the, if the institution of halal is based on the concept that there was a miracle, or as we saw in the Beis Yosef, it's based on the concept that, that, that we light Hanukkah candles, so then, then certainly if a woman is just like a woman is obligated to drink four cups, she has to say halal at the Seder. If a woman is obligated to light Hanukkah candles, she should also have to say halal. Uh, she should also have to say halal at the, at, um, on Hanukkah. Uh, so, so what's the story? So what's, what's, what, what is actually the halal? So as, as so much in, in Judaism, it's a, it's a disagreement among many achronim. So I want to read to you from Roshua Kamenetsky's Sefer, Kovei Tzalochus. This is what he says. Yesh Omrim, Shehanoshim Chayavos Likroa Sahala, B'chanukah. He says, there are, there are many of those who say that women are obligated to say halal on Chanukah. V'tov Lizar B'zeh. And, he, sa- and he, he, he says it is a very good idea to... Um, to have women say halal on Hanukkah. Women, when they're davening, should add halal uh, on Hanukkah. Now, and, and, and in, in the footnotes, he goes, he quotes a number of different achronim. He says, both with Shlomo Zaman Orbach in, in the Sefer Halicha Shlomo and Ravel Yashav uh, both felt that it's unconnected to lighting and therefore they felt that they're potent. However, uh, they, they said that, it's, that they, they claim uh, Rav Shlomo Zalman and and and, um, and Rav El Yosher felt that the, that the institution of Hanukkah of Halal on Hanukkah, because it's not you know unlike the Seder, go back to Tosos. So at the Seder we say Halal at the Seder as we're drinking the four cups. So certainly you can argue that the two are connected. But but uh, Rav Shlomo Zalman and Rav El Yosher felt 
that since we don't say Hallel when we light candles, we say Hallel by chakras, like we do on Pesach and Tavuos and Sukkot and all the other times. So they felt, therefore, it, it, it was in the, the same category as the general institution of saying the Hallel on the, the 18 slash 21 days. And therefore, and therefore, it's a mitzvah, Seisha's man, grandma, it's a time dependent mitzvah, and women are part of it. Ramosha Feinstein and Orachayim, and, and Orachayim, Chalik Aleph, and Chua number 190, he felt differently. He suggested that the mitzvah of Hallel is, is, is a din of Prasume Nisa. That, that why do we say Hallel on Hanukkah? And he goes into a whole long discussion. Um, that the reason why we say Hallel on Hanukkah is because to publicize the miracle, that we're making a statement, but because we do a strange thing. Think about it, think about this. We light candles in shul, right? No one's yotze with candles in shul. Well, why do we light candles in shul? We light candles in shul because of Prasumenis, because we want to publicize the miracle. Ah, so that, so that. Now, Ramosha felt that saying Hallel on Hanukkah is for the same reason. That, that it's Pursume Nisa. Now, who's obligated in Pursume Nisa? Everybody. Because if you're obligated, since Pursume Nisa, publicizing the miracle, is connected to candle lighting, so if we say women are obligated to light candles, they're also obligated in the midst of Pursume Nisa. So, and, and therefore, uh, Ramosha felt that women are, should be chayef to say halal on Hanukkah. Uh, so back to what Rav Shmuel writes in his Sefer, he says, and that's why he writes, he says that it mean, what he means by that is that we should be encouraging all the women each and every day of Hanukkah to say to say Hallel. Um, again, and if it's because of we're publicizing a miracle that women played a major role in, so that like at like Pesach at the Seder, so then certainly women should be saying Hallel on Hanukkah. And Ramosha felt it's not the same as saying Hallel on Shavuos. It's not the same as saying Hallel on Sukkot, and therefore uh, women are obligated. Okay, so that that's the general discussion of saying Hallel. So I encourage all women uh, and all men and everybody to say Hallel all eight days of Hanukkah um, and and say it say it to to for for Pesume Nisa. Say it to 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 say Shavah as we discussed at the beginning that it's a mitzvah of Shavah v'Hodah of of Hanukkah. Uh, to give thank you. Uh, our, it's our Thanksgiving for eight days long, uh, not just one day with turkey, but eight days with, with sufganiyot, candles, and latkes. Uh, so, so we have to do that for all eight days. Forget uh, about the donuts. Uh, yes, yes, Mayor. Yeah, don't worry. We, we, we said sufganiyot. We, we, don't worry. We'll have you donuts. Okay. That could um, be all donuts. No? Yeah. Okay. Um, I just want to um, just share a little insight. So I said we would we would have some halacha and some agadita. Um, as I as I always point, uh, I've pointed this out in the past. Uh, two great people have influenced my life. Uh, one is, one was Rav Chaim Yaakov Kovech, Zeichat Tzadik Lebracha, Rashiv and Karen Yavne, was the master of medrash. Uh, and of course, my my my, my Rebbe, Mori, Rabbi Rabbi Mordechai Willig, who always taught us the Suke Shemaita Aliba Dehilchasa, that we should always look out for the halacha, the Maisa aspect. So tonight's shear is a combination of two of, of both. So here's an interesting thing I saw, and, and it's really fascinating. The Arachayim Now, 
one of the hints in the Torah to Hanukkah. Now, again, again, this is not a theological comment. Hanukkah <laughs> happened a millennium after the Torah was given. But if you look in the Torah, there's some really you know, stuff that you got to say, whoa. 25th word is light, right? The 25th place they traveled to is Chashmonah. Parshas Miketz is the story of the of the big, of the small defeating the big in Paro's dream. Okay, they're parallels. They're there. Um, anyway, but one, um, so the other one that, that people talk about is if you look in Parshas Emor, right? So Parshas Emor is what we lean on the first two days of Sukkot and the second day of Pesach. It's all the Parshas of the Moadim. It's a Pesach, Shavuot, Sukkot, the Omer. All, all, you know, it's all in that one Parsha, and that's our Kriya Satora and What's the very next Parsha after Sukkot? The Mitzvah to light the Menorah and the Besam Mikvash. So it's it's Mamish right after. It's, it's the Mitzvah of the Shemin Zayis to get the oil to light the Menorah. So many people say that, that, that that's a very strong connection, that after the Yantav of Sukkot, we're going to celebrate uh, Hanukkah. So, so these things are, are, are definitely there. Now, now the Gemara te- says that, that Michutz la parochas so, right? It says, by the, it says by the menorah that it'll be outside the curtain, we will establish the menorah. So, so the Gemara asked the following question: Hashem needs our light. He says, "All the forty years in the desert, whose light did we follow? He didn't follow our light. We follow His light. We had the cloud, we had the fire, and, and He protected us." So, what? So, what's the what's the symbol of the menorah? The menorah is a symbol for everybody. That Hashem's presence rests upon the Jewish people. And so the menorah is the symbol of, if I may, the menorah is the symbol of how when you see the menorah, you see Hashem's presence is resting on the Jewish people. Torah is called Oraisa. Torah is our light. The menorah is the symbol of, of, of the Torah. So in a very real way, what, 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 the, what the Psukim in Parsha Samor is telling us is that is that you know when you go away from Yontif, you know we go through a very intense season in Rosh Hashanah, in Kippur, and Sukkot. Then it's over, and then there's nothing. So so the Torah tells us there is always something. The menorah and the mitzvah of the menorah was lit every single day, and 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 the candles burnt all, all night, and it was and there was one candle that was always burning, and, and what the Gemara says is that's Edusi leboyelam. And sometimes, and we know we know the power of light. Light has the power to a little bit of light lights up a tremendous amount of darkness. And and, and it's a reminder that when when there's darkness, you always have that little light. The menorah is it is always burning. The the Ramban, the Ramban at the beginning of Pashas Baloska points out that when Aaron felt bad that he didn't participate, we spoke about the Korbanos of the Nisim before, when Aaron felt bad that he didn't participate, Hashem said that, that, your, that your role is even greater because you're going to light the menorah. And the Ramban says it was a remnant to Hanukkah. Because the, the, the Ramban was telling Aaron that when it gets dark in the world and, and, and the Jewish people are in, the, are in darkness, your children are going to light that light. That menorah is going to be the eternal symbol of of, of protection of the Jewish people. It's interesting, the Greeks tried to destroy the Torah and the menorah has the power to fight off the Torah. And that's why they couldn't light, 
they had to find shemen tahor. They had to find pure oil because they, because when they lit the menorah that first time after they retook the base of Migdash, they were, they were saying to the Jewish people that Hanukkah is a reminder to us that we have to push away all the, the, the defiled spirits. We have to push away the Ruach HaTumah and we have to create Kedusha. We have to create holiness as, as a symbol in the, the base of Migdash. Uh, one last thing uh, for tonight. Uh, it, it's um, in last week's parsha. Uh, there is an interesting story. It says Yaakov was was left by himself, and it says he crossed over the river to get. He left something, and he, and that's when he met the angel of Esau. So what 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 did he leave? So he left he left um, the or he left pachim ketanim. It says that he left small jars of of, of oil. So so what is that about? So Masasi So so it says in the name of Rav Shah, She also Shemen Sheyatsak Yaakov Allah Evan, Ashesame Rashosav, Nizgalolo also He says the oil that, that that Yaakov used to pour on the original stone when he had his dream, when he was on his way out, and Hashem promised him all the things, was 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 the was the oil that was in the pach, that was in the container. And he saw all the miracles that happened in them. And that was the same oil that they used in the base of Migdash uh, and, and of the kings and of Eliyahu Anavi. And that same pitcher of oil was a, a miracle, uh, was, the, was the symbol of the miracle of, of the time of Hanukkah. What is this Medrash telling us? The Medrash is telling us that we have to search out Hashem, that there's always that little pitcher of oil. In, in the chaos that they came to the base of Megash, it looked hopeless, it looked like nothing can happen. But then they found Pachem Ketanim. They found a little jar of oil. And that little jar of oil relit the entire Jewish world to, to, to be connect to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to connect to the Torah, and, 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 that, and that's a tremendous symbol of Hanukkah. So yes, so the halacha is that, that we're supposed to use Shem and Zayas. That, we, that ideally, supposed, although one is Yotze with candles, one should use Shem and Zayas. The Shem and Zayas, the olive oil, is the eternal symbol of, of the miracles of the oil and how the, how the oil is supposed to remind us that even when it gets very dark in the world and, and, and we think it's dark in the Jewish world, somehow we're going to find that little jar of oil. And when we find that little jar of oil, it's going to rekindle the entire Jewish world and the entire Jewish existence. If you look at Jewish life in the last 75 years, uh, you've seen that. They found the little jar of oil, that little country called Eretz Yisrael, and that, and that re, re, reignited the entire Jewish world. And then they had, then they had the Six Day War, and then they, and then they had all the people starting to go to Eretz Yisrael to learn. And, and and from that, Torah spread throughout the entire world. And now today, Baruch, Baruch Hashem, today more people are, are learning Torah on a, on a daily basis than ever before in Jewish history. And that began with that little pach shemen, that little pach, that little jar of oil that the Kohanim found in the base of Migdash rekindled a world that had turned very dark in the Jewish world and, and created an unbelievable experience. And that's why we celebrate Hanukkah and that's why we say Hallel. And, and in, in a very, in, in, a, in a smaller way, uh, my mother-in-law lit up my life because she had my wife and, and I was able to meet her and, and instantly see the light in her face. And, and, 
and, and, and I'm obviously eternally grateful for that. Um, and my children should feel eternally grateful for that as well. And Amit Hashem HaNesham Hashem Aliyah. Thank you for everyone for coming on tonight. And Bima'ala HaNesham Amit Hashem tomorrow night is the art site. Um, and we'll 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 ensure we'll on on Friday morning we'll be mahalo the neshama with uh with a little bit of uh of gashmias we'll have a little uh, food and maybe hopefully a little schnapps and and we'll be mahalo her neshama that way anyway thank you everyone for coming on tonight uh, um the share is recorded so I will be pl- putting it up there on the podcast and Mr Shama estetika basisha her neshama should have an aliyah take care good night Amen. 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 Thank Amen. You,